everybody. Welcome back to Rebrand Podcast. Uh, we're pumped. It's uh, a new day, new episode, and today it's uh, Andy's not with us. He's had uh, other things to take care of today, but uh, got head song. How are you? And then our special guest that kind of looks like this guy over here, Merari Cardona. Hi, I am Merari Cardona. Cardona, not Cardona. Cardona. There we go. Cardona, she's nervous. Uh, eh, you know, are it's you nervous, Dad? No, no, really. Actually, I'm you nervous. know, eh, oh, what what we want to do is is just really have conversations that we should start having at a dinner table, right. at a, at a coffee table with our kids, with our eh, nieces, nephews, yep. grandkids conversations of life god church yeah. uh and uh we're, we don't do that very often so when we're here in front of a lot of people uh it, it can be nervous for some people right. so uh, one of the reasons we we got Merari here uh, is because uh we have seen her her life i think i've known her for 19 years <laughs> I know Minati since she's been in diapers. Yeah. I met her, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You were in diapers two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, we, man, how old? Uh, yeah, you're 19? Yeah. Jeez. All her life. I don't remember you as a baby, but maybe. Probably still yeah. in diapers. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> yeah so, so it's a... Um, uh, what we want to do is, uh, as we talked about, uh, getting stories from other people. So we're going to get our stories out and uh, what God has done for us, through us, in us. Yeah. But we have a lot of um, uh, kids out there that have a story, Absolutely. and their story matters. So uh, this is why we want, we want everyone who has a story to share their story right. because their story is important. Uh, stories of redemption, of course. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you haven't been redeemed, uh, you, you got to get redeemed. Uh, <laughs> you got to get there. Uh, it's, uh, it's good. Uh, it's kind of like when you haven't taken a shower. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, if, if you know, <laughs> you know that you know that you know that Time. you need a shower. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of like what our stories uh, of redemptions are. Uh, when God has done something in your life. And, and we have little stories or stories throughout our story yeah. of redemption. Not just one big uh, story of Correct. redemption, but some of us have been redeemed <laughs> one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's kind of like why we, we bring it up uh, this time, uh, bring up Merari Cardona. Uh, Merari, tell us... Uh, uh, we're going to go for the record. State your name and your age. Well, I think we already talked about it a little bit. <laughs> I am... Officially, officially. Yeah. I am Merari Cardona. Cardona. I am 19 years old. Um, and yeah. So so we, <coughs> we don't have uh, like all these questions lined up uh, because we want to make it real. Uh, we just want to ask you... Uh, questions that we ask ourselves uh how was it growing up in a pastor's home 
Uh, how was it uh, being a pastor's kid? And, and you have a, a different, you, you bring a different perspective because you're not only a pastor's kid, but you're a pastor's grandkid. So uh, your grandfather and grandmother, they were pastoring. Uh, so you, you, you might bring some other stories about how you grew up with your, your dad in his ministry, but how, you know, your grandfather's ministry was, was different than even your dad. So, so those are the, the, the things that we want to know, uh, how, uh, you know, how, how you saw church growing up. So the mic is open for you. Well, <clears throat> first, I will say at my grandpa's, my abuelo's church, it was very long, very, very long nights. We would be there very for a, a long time. Let's just say that. Um, so it got very, I, I was a kid back then, maybe around five to six years old. And then um, just growing up, obviously, in church and um, you being a pastor, um, I feel like church, growing up in church kind of, like, forms you. Um, I know with me, I have been through so much, which I will get very much into depth with that. Um, but it's more of the perspective of having to be perfect and not letting your parents down. I, I will say, um, <clears throat> I've had, <laughs> all right, we're going to cut this out, right? Nope. There, there's, <laughs> no <raw>. editing. <laughs> there's no uh, editing. There's no editing here. It's just raw. Okay. Um, yeah, I've had a very, not hard life, um, but I guess I made it hard on myself. I knew the truth. I knew, you know, everything that um, was true and was a sin. I will say that and emphasize on that sin. And I still fell into it, you know. Um, so I guess that's where we get into depth a little bit, a little bit into depth about that is, yes, I grew up in a, um, I grew up in church. Was very, very far from it. Um, I will say. Hold up, hold up. <coughs> I know where you're going. So, questions though, like, uh, what's uh, before you get there? What was one of your, what's one of your best memories of growing up in the church? Best memories? Yeah. I I would have to say youth. Um, I loved being in youth. I think that's what brought me to where I am now regardless of everything that I did I think my youth group and being connected with such amazing leaders um is what really helped me go through everything um that I went through and kind of kind of kept me accountable although I didn't listen to it um I still had people telling me reminding you yeah, yeah. exactly um, but I think that like youth group, I talk about this a lot with my nieces and my cousins is, um, youth camp. Yeah. That was amazing. And it's such an experience that I feel like every youth group and youth just needs to experience because it's just every day of the week is a worship night. And it's so good to be able to be in that atmosphere of the Holy Spirit and being able to just feel yourself and um i think that was honestly my favorite part all right all right um 
What do you, uh, so you like music? I do. I love music. I know the answer to this, but what do you do? Um, well, I help lead worship at my dad's, um, church. I play piano and I sing. I started singing, I think, helping my youth group around the age of maybe 12, 13. Um, I think I was in eighth grade. Yeah. Right? So I did start helping uh, lead worship there, and that's kind of like also what held me accountable. Though everything that I was doing in that time, um, I'd still go up on stage, still sing, and um, I, I started to feel heavy, um, like just very heavy on what I was doing and what, like, for me, it was like in my head, I was like, wow, these people don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm up here singing, and they don't even know the dirt that I have behind right. my behind my hands. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that I think that was one thing that I I felt heavy on. Yeah. And, and you're the you're the youngest of of five, correct? So yeah. uh, tell me a little bit of, about that. Uh, uh, what uh, what does that mean? How 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 wasn't growing up with, uh, you know, <laughs> four four siblings older than you? Um, I feel like it was also in that like. Seeing how my family was, um, seeing how my sister was with just like her faith and, you know, being in church and helping lead at this youth group that I was a part of kind of like gave me something to like look forward to. Um, and that's like something that I looked up to. My brother, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, the oldest, the oldest brother of all five of us, he's always been in church, but I was living in Texas at the time, and he was in Indiana, so I never really got to experience that, though I did go to his youth group, um, the church that he was a part of. I went to that youth group when I was maybe 9, 10, 11, somewhere around there, um, but I think it hit me a lot more harder when I when I moved to Texas and as I grew up, <clears throat> especially watching how my sister praised the Lord, you know? So that was a big thing in, in my siblings is like, you know, seeing how much love that they had for God and basically how I was just falling so hard on my face and um, really just, I, I felt bad. Like I felt that I'm over here odd child out um while everybody else is you know in church that's like i think that's a trap too because it's i think if uh you know your sisters your brothers were here they would they'd be they were transparent they would say well we were going through our own stuff yeah. while it looked right so i i don't think it's factual that you are the only one yeah. but yeah out of what all five of you just your oldest brother isn't musically inclined <laughs> but like he plays the congas <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the oldest out of all five of us no he's more of a, a sound guy there we go so yes. a tech a tech guy yes. but like selena naughty sing yeah Neffy has been like on an instrument since he like came out of the womb and yeah, yeah. he like had a guitar <laughs> in there already yeah i was playing um, drums 
So yeah, like I, 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 as I like remember, you know, 15 years back, like I always remember you guys always singing, like being musically inclined. I think the influence for Nephi and Selena were probably, was a lot, influenced you a lot when yeah, it came, came to sure. music. Um, I remember doing kind of like what we're doing now where we're doing music together. Like that's what it was with like Nephi and I. 10 15 years ago yeah. so and then like nephew and i would go and then you'd have to stay home because you're too little <laughs> yeah i was pretty you're young you're at still that in time, diapers yeah. you weren't allowed to go out um so i think it's cool to be able to share worship and the musical aspect um and just life uh, now how uh it did with your brother so <coughs> yeah um what else there's another question i was gonna ask you before we got uh before you got interrupted by me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, church, singing. Um, I know you want to share a little bit on that walk. Um, how, uh, so like your grandpa, pastor, your dad's pastor. Just to be clear, this is dad. I don't do Yeah, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I made that clear. <laughs> this guy's over here, so you have five siblings, right? Yeah, <laughs> like you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm I'm an MC now. Oh, so okay. <laughs> I'm not dad right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, no dad. I don't see dad. Um, how uh, wh- wh- what's something valuable you learned from your grandparents as uh, as seeing them lead a church? Um, valuable. I was pretty young. I think the my. F- the best thing that I ever did at church was, well, that I liked to do was um, the playground right next door. But There you go. <laughs> Classic. I think valuable was just seeing how um, committed they were. There like, my kid do not long nights. They were at the church almost every day. Um, so, yeah, I would just say that you learned so much commitment from seeing a pastor and um, – what really goes be beyond the scenes um, and how much effort they put into it. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I really learned the most was that commitment. What's uh, I, I'm in your shoes, right? So I, my mom is my pastor. She's also my mom. So she's like my boss, my mom, my pastor, and then everything in between, right? So like I know that has its challenges. So um, to put you on the spot here in front of your pastor, uh, slash dad what uh what are the some challenges that like you like encounter being in ministry um with your uh with your dad as leading the church i wouldn't say that there's much challenges obviously i know he'd love for me to get to know my verses a little bit more um i think the only really challenge that i see happen is we bump heads a lot when we're leading worship. <laughs> like, we bump heads a lot. Um, I will say just because sometimes he'll be like, oh, well, this song is after the message, but on Planning Center, it's before the message. And I'm like, like, how? Like, what? That, that was a tradition song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's, uh, so, f- like, I think that's, that has <coughs> been, like, one of the challenging uh, 
more of a challenge since like dad passed away for me uh, because like dad and I had a certain dynamic like he and I communicated in a way that is different than how I communicate with my mom right so like now like one thing is to grow up and be a pastor's kid right then there's this other level of like dynamics and can be difficult to get through is being pastor's son daughter right but also doing ministry together mm-hmm. in how like you know i can the, the way i can like communicate with my mom um i don't communicate with other people like that like the freedom i have to talk to her yeah it's it's both a good thing and a bad thing like sometimes it because i have that freedom i can i raise my voice to some degree right i i get frustrated angry whatever word you want to put with my mom and, and then that comes out whereas if it was anyone else like i yes, don't sir yeah yeah <laughs> no, right man. like so like that has been a challenge um to like man god please help me to like be humble to continue to respect her right um as you know there's there's differences like like you're saying like simple things like this on where a song goes like you know, if it was anyone else, would be like, okay, well, he's a leader, right? But it's like our dad, so it's easier to be like, dad, what's wrong with you? That's like, that's the yeah. dumbest place. Like, are, are yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> you're getting old. You, this yeah. is stupid. Like, this doesn't make sense, right? And like, that's one thing. Then next Sunday, it's another thing, right? And then it, it builds up, and and then there's like, when is mom mom, and when is mom pastor? Like, you know, like that. So like, for me, I tried to like when we're talking church stuff, I call my mom pastor. And when we're not talking church stuff, she's mom, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's hard. Like, and then I was just last night. I was at my mom's house till uh, I don't know two a.m. and uh, we were talking, and it was three hours of anything from like personal things we've gone through over the last couple of years to church to then fi- family dynamics, and then like all this conversation is like in and out, and. Uh, it's it's uh as as we finished the conversation i was like mom it's interesting that like because we've been involved in the church and in ministry since i've been born i feel like it's hard to just be son and for you to just be my mom yeah like we've it's this i don't want to call it a mess but it's just this mixture of of like um and, and it's something that lauren my wife she's like she like she's like hey sometimes there's like lack of boundaries of like balancing you know when she's mom and you know she'll be i'll be talking to my wife at church and i hear my mom call me and i like immediately give my attention to my mom and my wife's like (laughs) 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 am i am i you should leave your father and your mother (laughs) yes (laughs) you should cling to your wife (laughs) she reminds you (laughs) she's like and then she's upset with me i'm like yeah you should be upset like yes. so like it's yes. for me it's been a process my wife helps me in this like yes yeah, she gets frustrated but she wants to help me in the process so sometimes like i'm having to learn to say hey hey mom give me a second i'm busy right now because yeah. for her i'm still her, her son right so yeah. like growing up is like your mom your dad you could just hey javier you had yeah you know authority and now like so it's it's been for me it's been challenging um, and that we get some that heated discussion sometimes of like direction of like how we should do things in church and like sometimes it's not my place to to say 
but because I have like that relationship as a son, like it, 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 uh, it's difficult for me to sometimes balance it in the same way that it's it's difficult for my mom to balance it. You know, as you bring that up, uh, uh, that's one of the reasons why I I uh, I stopped uh, doing ministry with my dad. Uh, because I, I love my dad, yeah. uh, uh, but it was uh, I- it's difficult to lead or to do ministry with family yeah. uh, because you have different perspectives, uh, different ideas, yeah. different methods. You're a new generation, yeah. so it's the hardest thing to do uh, when you're doing ministry with your parents. Uh, I I probably and you probably see it in every every pastoral home uh, I follow a lot Tony Evans so uh, and his family he's got uh, I think four kids five kids okay. they're all doing ministry but um, uh, just now that he's older I, I seen them more together but uh, for several years, you you wouldn't hear <laughs> Tony Evans and his sons and daughters, mm. uh, you know. So so uh, now lately, because their mom has passed away, okay. and I see I hear them more. But but uh, I I think what I'm getting to is as you get older, uh, now I realize um, uh, how precious you have it. Uh, because I, I would love to do ministry mm. with my dad again, um, even even though we might bump heads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a, uh, it, it was very unique, precious to. We talked about about this the other day that not every pastor's kid's gonna be a pastor, right? But uh, uh, just a joy to do kingdom work, right? with your parents uh, and your kids like now that I'm a parent I I I just love seeing them shine I love seeing them lead worship I love seeing them you know cry in the presence of the Lord I love seeing them in 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 stages uh, as a parent as you know so I'm I'm I'm, you know my my pride goes up when I see them doing that so I you know that's something that um, uh, my parents moved to from a d- to a different city, and I couldn't I couldn't enjoy that much yeah. after uh, I was with with them for probably twenty four twenty five years yeah. in ministry. But after that, they moved uh, to Fort Wayne, right. and um, and I, I I didn't see myself moving to Fort Wayne, but but I I went over there several times uh, to preach and lead worship. Yeah, that's something I I, I missed. Yeah, um, it, it's a it's a hard dynamic. It's, yeah, it's a hard thing to balance. But um, and I think as I've gotten older and more focused on ministry and just just on God's will, um, I think it becomes more challenging. Because when I was younger, like I think there was less interest. It was just like yeah, music is, was my thing, and so like I was able. I didn't have. I I wasn't part of the the board, the church board, right? Where yeah. now you have more, you know, other t- uh, other type of decisions that you're gonna differ on, right? And just being able to like ha- being respectful to your pastor in that yeah. 
and that is i i know i've lost it i've like been frustrated because i know everything right like we know the inside scoop on everything so like you know it's uh you want to say certain things like but you have to honor um and, and the last uh year or so now one thing god's just been um this is how i heard it and god just told me shut up and support like shut up with your opinions and support your pastor like if she wants to do it this way it doesn't matter what you think my mom loves crafts i don't want to say i hate crafts but whatever (laughs) word you can use that's just one degree less than hate um use that word and that's how i feel about crafts like i was like but my mom loves doing crafts and so like she likes um doing crafts to share the gospel right so like we'll do these uh handmade cards with like jesus loves you and message and we send pass them out go to like uh uh stores where there's gonna be hispanics and stuff and they hand them out i'm like gosh crafts again <laughs> like if, if i have to glue something on one more time i'm gonna lose it but that's what that's how that's her vision that's how she wants to get the gospel out there and and it's just been a challenge of just like shut up javier and support your pastor support her pray for her um even yesterday's conversation a couple times i found myself just saying mom i'm sorry i'm talking too much i'm being prideful right now and even how even i'm suggesting things I'm just going to pray for you. I, I'm yeah. going to support you. I'm going to pray for you. And, and however you want, my opinion doesn't have to matter. Um, however God is leading you, I'm going to support you. But it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah, so uh, not not easy for you to work uh, with your with your dad, uh, especially, uh, you know, in ministry. Uh, it's it's probably the one of the hardest things because you have you're a new generation. You you have new ideas. Uh, different song songs select different different things that can happen which are not bad they're just different from different generations but uh, uh, as we you know as as we we know you we've seen you grown uh, uh, but um, a lot of people don't know your story there there is one passion of yours uh, that for for a little while you 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 said this is what i'm doing um and i'm gonna be a professional and um tell us a little bit about that what happened uh with that uh with your knees uh you know how how is god teaching you through that uh you were you were uh, uh you were doing great in in school in that sport so I grew up with um, very weird knees. (laughs) Like, when I say weird, like, my kneecaps were maybe almost to my thigh. Like, outwards. normal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love to play soccer. I think it was my favorite sport. And um, I'm trying to get back to that just for fun, you know, not for a profession or anything. Um, but growing up, I played soccer, and it was very hard because I had knee braces, and suntans with knee braces <laughs> are not fun. <laughs> like, they look bad. I was so insecure. Mm. I felt so bad. Um, just having them on, I was just very insecure with them. 
Um, but it wasn't until I stopped playing, I think when I was seven, maybe seven, eight, um, I stopped playing. We moved to Texas when I was around 13 years old. Um, and one thing that I told my parents is if we move, if we move, I want to start playing soccer again. And we did move and I did start playing soccer again. Um, and I loved it. I was doing good. I had my knee braces, which were helping in the moment, of course. Um, what position? I was a goalie. Goalie. <laughs> I had some pretty high hops back then. There you go. Shortest goalie. Yeah. You took a job. Um, then comes my freshman year of high school. I'm doing really good. Mm. Great, actually. And the summer between my freshman year to my sophomore year, we get a physical, sorry, physical therapist, a personal trainer. We get a personal trainer and, um, his name was Choke. I call him Choke for sure, but it was Chijoke, Chijoke? Where's he from? Um, I don't know. He's, I'm pretty sure he's from here. He's doing great things now. Um, but I, he was helping me out and I got really better, would train, I think Monday through Friday, um, around 8 a.m. to like 4 p.m. So we were, we were really working, um. Then comes the weekend before school starts. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to show so everybody. So this was all summer? Yes. All summer you're prepping, <coughs> going yeah. all out? Um, yeah, I think for about two months. Nice. Or a month and a half. It wasn't the full summer. Um, like you're making gains. You, like, you see yeah. the progress. I was so, like, yeah, I saw so much pro uh, progress. Um, and I was super excited to show everybody and be the best goalie on the team and um weekend before high school start sophomore year starts i was playing volleyball just casually yeah. sorry Good. i was playing volleyball just casually and um it was me and my brother's birthday party we shared them together and i didn't think i needed my knee braces i was like you know it's just a fun game of volleyball like what could go wrong so I go up to jump to hit the ball, and I fall back on my leg, on my knee. Not on my knee, but feet, yeah. but my knee right. dislocates. For the first time ever, it stayed. Like, every time my knees would dislocate, it would be a quick pop. Pop back in. Pop out, pop back in. Looks like it. Um, this time it stayed, and I kid you not, I don't know if I passed out or not, but it's like I felt like I closed my eyes, and everything, like, I visualed, like, I saw everything happen. Yeah. And then I opened my eyes and everything happened all over again. Yeah. So it was weird. Um, ambulance came. Well, fire department came first. Gave me, um, like, laughing gas. Um, ambulance came. They tried to pick me up on the stretcher. But, of course, I'm in so much pain that I don't want anybody to touch me. Damn, um, you ruined the birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> it was my own birthday party. And, and your brother's. Over. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt so bad. I'm not going to lie. I uh, I think, um, so basically I was in the ambulance and they took me very, going very slow. I kid you not, it was maybe 15 minutes to get there. Um, going regular speed. Yeah. It took about 25 to 30 minutes because they were 
going super slow because they didn't want to hit no bumps, yeah. anything like that. Get in, pops it back in place real easy. And we're going home, and, like, I'm just, like, bawling. I'm, like, mm. thinking, yeah. n- not so much thinking of what's to come because I wasn't really in that mindset. I was just so exhausted. It's but what, I was what wasn't going to happen anymore. Yeah, exactly. And um, I went home crying, and I was, like, I ruined my brother's birthday party and i think even at the hospital or on the ambulance to the hospital i was crying and i was like i just want to go home like i just want to go to sleep and so i get home go to sleep um obviously we're thinking of what next steps to take because it's not something light you know everybody just pops it back in place and just goes on with their day um so i was at this time i'm already realizing wow like, I'm not going to be able to play soccer anymore. Um, like, I'm out the whole season is basically what it is. Um, and it hit me hard because I was like, wow, all this work, all this work that I put in for the summer just for it to be ripped away mm-hmm. in a second. Right. And um, it it hit me very hard, and it kind of was a struggle between me and my faith because I was like, why? Like, yeah. why, God? What you I was know, like, ask, like, are you are you talking to God in this process? Or are yeah, you just well, mad in general. <laughs> I was I was very upset, and, um, just in everything that happened, you know. And I was I I was I was like, why God? Like, why me? Why would you make this happen right before the week of right. high school? You know. Right. Um, and I started thinking back to myself because that year I had surgery on my right leg. After six months, seven months, I have surgery on my left. Yeah. And I'm really, like, thinking back, and I'm like, like, why would this happen to me? Still to this to this day, well, not to this day, but to that day when I had both surgeries done. I was like, why? Like, what did I do wrong? And I really had to think. I was very prideful. Yeah. Like, I was walking around the school like, you know, I'm the best goalie. I was doing everything correctly and i was one thing is being so excited to go to school and show all my friends and show my coach that you know i worked hard to be where i was you can be proud about something yeah of your effort but i get the the pride the prideful yeah yeah. so it was more it, it well it was pride and i and I noticed that later to come, and I even notice it to this day now, and that's why I'm, you know, like, you know, now I get it. Um, and my mom would always tell me the pride comes before the fall. Yeah. And I fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fell very hard. And, um, yeah, like, I didn't realize how prideful I was. And, you know, to me it was just like, in my head, I was like, you know, I'm just excited about the sport. But when did I ever give glory to God in that time? Sure. I never went to school and was like, guys, you know, look at what I did to train super hard. But, you know, I give all the glory to God. Sure. Everything I do to this day, when that's singing, when that's playing, people are always like, wow, you have a beautiful voice. And I tell them it's not me. You know, I, I, I give all the glory to God because... If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have this voice, you know, like he's giving me this gifts and these talents to be able to minister through song to you guys, you know, but I never used that back then. 
I never once exalted him for giving me the gift of being able to play soccer. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it it was a hard fall, and I've had now five surgeries. Um, I'm a month and a half in from my left surgery. Um, I had surgery March 16th, so almost a month and a half. And I can tell you now that God hasn't, like God has worked so much in this last surgery than any other surgeries, and that's because back then I was in sin, and I I didn't give every I, I didn't surrender to him you know and looking at it now like i surrendered everything i gave everything to him last july yeah. and um now that i'm seeing like what can really happen when you put all your trust in god when you give your everything you're 110 percent in to him and you just give it all to him he can work miracles in your life and i've seen that with this surgery like i i am jumping at almost a month and a half it's awesome i wasn't walking all my other surgeries my first two surgeries it took me four to five months just Mm. to bend fully and this is the same surgery that i just had yeah yeah on my second on my second set of surgeries on both knees I, it, it took me around three, it took me two months, two months and a half to be walking correctly. Mm. I am at a month awesome. and a half on my left leg. Yeah. A month and a half, and I am jumping yeah. for joy. That's awesome. So, yeah, I d- God God can really work in your life, and I, I never realized it until now. When or, sorry, <coughs> when or how? Did it hit you that God was working in your pride? Like, to, to, was it a moment? Was it somebody speaking to you? Um, when, like, when did that hit? I think that hit. Did you have people, like, telling you, uh, I guess in this aspect, like your parents or close people that know you, like, hey, maybe God's dealing with your pride. Like, was that ever a thing that you heard? I heard it from my mom a couple times. Okay. Um, that was... After after my first um, fall, I heard it from her a lot. After that first dislocation on my knee, she would always tell me, you know, maybe it was because you were too prideful. Maybe the pride came before the fall, you know? What moms have to be right, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're, they Ma- just always are. Hey, so. My mom is brutal <coughs> when she drops truth. Like, my mom, man, like, have you seen no, bro. She just like drops the hammer on me. <laughs> She's. She's not sugarcoat. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think it was that, and then I think a couple years after that, I'm now into maybe my junior senior year in high school, when I finally realized, like, wow, mm. like, probably even later, like maybe last year is when I finally looked back into my life, and I started seeing like maybe that's why you know like maybe i kind of put that on myself i was into the game more than i was into church and it started taking that toll in my life and that's why i realized that something had to change because i had youth on wednesday nights i had games on wednesday nights where do you think i was at games yeah yeah i was so i think that's where god was like all right I need you to, you know, put your eyes on me a little bit yeah. more. 
Um, so yeah, I think it was around last year when I actually obviously started getting more into my faith yeah. is when I was like, wow, like I do see where I had exchanged my time with God with time to play soccer. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to add on that, uh, especially for, you know, this culture that we are, even Latinos or uh, anyone. That's kind of like why I stopped playing soccer because uh, why do they do it the day of, of church? Why do, why all these, these leagues put games on a, on a, on a service on, on a Sunday yeah. or, or on a yeah. day that, you know, so you got to start thinking that way, but you have a, a lot of people who live their lives following their kids uh, sports yeah. and they got them on sports. I, I don't have anything against sports, uh, but they got them in sports and they're, 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 they're very good at sports and they're following them. But they hardly ever go to church or they go to church once a month or they're not committed. You know, like like what she was saying about, about her grandparents, th their commitment to God, not to to a building, yeah. not to to a religion, but to God, the right. commitment to serving God and putting him first. Uh, you know, in this culture that we're living now, it's uh, it's about me. It's about my my desire my my career my sport my like soccer was my life yeah. but i had to stop that because it was becoming more than god yeah. soccer was her life and unfortunately god had to put a stop on it sure. but m many other people god doesn't put a stop and it's not here here's a deal and not just one sport it could be anything in your life anything in your life can take that first place yep. and then you're saying well i don't need i don't need the church you know i'll i'll, I'll see you god later on or i'll see you you know and right. and then we we forsake the gathering yeah. like hebrew says yeah. and uh, we forsake god because we uh, you know it, it's you know we, we we can't fool ourselves yeah. uh we say no nah, no nah, me and god are good no no you're not yeah. If you and God were good, he, you will be going and doing things he is yes. in. He will be leading you to serve the poor, to go help, to go sacrifice, to spend, you know, time in church and serving. If you and, not, and God are good, then he will be leading you there. Right. A lot of people say, well, you know, no, that's okay. My, I, I play sports on Sunday and uh, I'll, I'll watch online or I'll do this. And I think that's the biggest uh, at, at least in parents, those parents who follow their kids uh, on all of these sports uh, just because that's their talent. And uh, what they do is they create a generation that does not honor God's time. Yep, yep. I think uh, one of the uh, – I see it in parents saying, like, I, I don't know why my, my, my kids don't go – you know, kids are grown now. Why, why don't they go to – church anymore you know well i mean if you allowed x sport to take priority like you're, you're teaching your kids that soccer basketball whatever it is is more important than than god um and uh, it's you know i see some people like kids playing travel right and it's like travel 
whatever sport is and it's like all day saturday all day sunday right and it, it just creates this that is life right like you live for that and it's it's unhealthy i think sometimes um but what are we teaching our kids hey that can take priority over god like in your off season we'll go back to church so basically we're saying when it's convenient we'll go to god and ultimately what happens is it, it it's never really convenient when we end up going back is when we actually need something right yeah well we're, we're in a crisis we're in a difficult situation then we go to god and uh again i don't have a problem with sports i enjoy sports i watch sports i yeah. play sports but yeah. um you know it's something i think about with with my kids like obviously they're little but when they get to that point how do i how do i manage that so that there's there's a focus on what is of utmost value yeah and uh as as we're we're getting uh a, a, you know we'll probably have to bring you back uh yeah, back over here a, a but you know one one last thing that i i want i want uh people to hear from you um is is uh where are you now you, you you've been through a lot you've been through a lot of surgeries and and maybe god has placed a stop on you uh where are you now uh, between you and him now i i feel like i am the surgeries was just one thing, but I have a lot more to my story and um, a lot more that goes with, I feel like, today's society. And um, that'll have to be for part two. But <laughs> where I am now, I've, I, I can say that I've never felt such peace and joy in just being in so in awe and in love with God, like, I've never felt more happier and firm in what I believe in now than I did back then. And yes, back then it was like, yeah, like, I believe in God, you know, and when people would ask, I, it's like, it's like a hypocrite. I was very much a, hypocr a hypocrite back then because I tell them what was wrong and what was right but I was also living it so um, I can say now I am so firm and nothing nothing can knock me down from what I believe in um, and I, I've heard this a lot is like us Christians have to be like palm trees because you can sway them back and forth they can even touch the ground but they will always get back up um but yeah, I, I, I yeah. really, yeah. Yeah, and, and one encouragement that we want to give you and everyone is what we have been uh, talking about uh, here, that uh, we might accomplish one place, so you're 19, and, and uh, you know, there's so many other trials that will come your way, and this is the reason why we are doing this for youth and teenagers and young adults that they have to be surrounded with a community yeah because if you are by yourself when you get knocked down because you're going to get knocked down many other times the enemy is going to always continue trying to attack you but when we get knocked down we have someone next to us to help us up to walk with us 
to 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 cry with us, to laugh with us, to be there with us, and and that's the the what we are trying to get to this generation right now. That it's you cannot do it on your own. We need a community. We need one another because the enemy in until you die, he's gonna try to kill you, yeah, and kill you spiritually, and then kill you physically. And there is one scripture that I want to leave us, and this is this is a scripture that goes with with our podcast, with our ministry, Rebrand uh, Inc., which is uh, we minister to kids, uh, prodigal sons, pastors' kids, leaders' kids, kids that are looking for identity, but. Romans 12 is is what what I li- I live you know in in me and I try all, all all the time you know to not conform verse 2 to not conform to this age but be transformed by the renewing of my mind so that I may discern what is good for me cuz not not what I think is good is yeah. is is good <laughs> that pleasing and perfect will of God. And uh, when we daily transform our minds, this is the reading of the word, this is meditating in God, worshiping God, when we're daily transforming, then we will not conform. We will see, and when you eat a fresh orange juice, you don't want the water added orange juice when you have tried the original you don't want what is it tang yeah (laughs) you will not want or high c any other orange juice sunny d yeah so when you are being transformed with the word of god you won't want to be conformed Mm -hmm. with with the world and it's such a process, like to to accept God's will as pleasing and perfect. That's a process to get there. Like pleasing and perfect didn't look pleasing and perfect throughout those surgeries, right? Yeah. Like it, it's it's hard to say, okay, God, your will is pleasing and perfect. Like I think of um, is it uh, uh, the paralytic where they asked Jesus, "Hey, who sent? Did he send, or did his parents?" Yeah. Just like neither, this is just for the glory of God, right? Like that's hard to understand. Like, why did that guy have to go through all that for the glory of God? Yeah. And it's a process to go through life, go through the difficult things, and then look back and say, "God, your will is pleasing, and it is yeah. perfect." Yeah, because right now you give Him glory. Yeah. You know it. it you know, it might not have anything to do with your disobedience. With yeah. with your separation, with your pride, you know, he just want to be glorified. So he would allow us to go through stuff. Yeah. So he can take the. Pride. And I also think sometimes to myself is that my sur- first surgery, yes, it was you know about the pride, but every other surgery after that was for the many other sins that I was still doing. Um, and that's what like I've talk to my dad about is like when I was 15 I got baptized but I continued to do the same things and even worse afterwards so it's 
like I never really fully got that renewal. I never really fully did that 180. Yeah. Did a yeah. full 360. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why. Even even when it is about, you know, w- look at it like it was you said it was your pride. Yeah. And then later on, it was just decision making, and you feel like there's it was consequences, so you were deciding like, God is still glorified in that. Yeah. Because you're recognizing that He's worked in your life and your pride, right? He was correcting you, and like correction is love. So like even as we <coughs> go through that, God is being glorified as a loving yeah. God, right? So I I'm thankful. I mean I've gone through different uh uh w- through a different way but essentially the process of just yeah. like god break me down and, and it's still a a ongoing process that i'm trusting god and when i understand god i'm just gonna read that your bible says your word is pleasing and yeah. perfect and i'm just gonna trust because i don't think it looks pleasing or perfect right yes now. yes so as we wrap it up if you want to give a you know word of encouragement for uh, young people, you know, 19 and younger than you, uh, what would you say to them? Honestly, I the one thing I will say is that um, one thing that I struggled with was finding that community and that those people that I trusted to tell all my um, everything that was going on in my life. Um, and I honestly encourage you guys, just nobody's going to judge you if you tell them what you're going through. And um, I wish I would have known that back then, because for me, it was like, wow, I'm going to get judged. Wow, these people may or may not know my parents, and they're going to tell them. And it was more of that fear that I was instilled. Um, but I feel like the the devil was kind of putting that in my mind to tell me, not to confide in these people because when I didn't, I just kept doing it. Mm. And I never learned that what I was doing was really wrong. Um, And um, yeah, I really just encourage you to just find those people that you can trust and confide in because they're going to walk with you and help you walk through it um, in your journey. And um, yeah, never, Never give up and uh, stay strong, I'd say, in your Bible because that's where you build your sword and your armor. Um, And you can't go into a battle (laughs) by yourself and expect to win. So, um, yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. So, Javier, um, why don't you pray us out? And uh, I will definitely have you uh, here uh, another time at Addy. So many things God does in our lives uh, but we are very grateful that uh, you are uh, taking that path on yep. following him. That's the key. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, you're good. I thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. I, I've seen it in my life, Lord. I, I see it, Lord, as Medadi is sharing what you've done in her life and what you continue to do in her life, Lord. And we just thank you for that faithfulness, Lord. And we pray for those who are going through different aspects of this process, Lord. And and we just pray, Lord, that you um, surround people, surround them with people that love them, Lord, people they can uh, confide in, Lord, trust, and, and we'll guide them to you, Lord. I thank you for this time, and uh, thank you for always being glorified, Lord. And we continue to trust that your will is perfect and pleasing, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Yo, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being uh, yeah. open, vulnerable. I know there's more. Thank you for we'll having me. And yeah, they'll have to come back for that. <laughs> right on. Yes. Right on. All right. Peace, guys. Love y'all.